What's going on, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Expected Bets for your weekly NHL gambling podcast presented by the Odds Breakers. On this episode, we'll be discussing the NHL slate for Tuesday, April 26th. We have 13 games on the board for tomorrow. Most of them have some heavy playoff implications on the line, uh, headlined by Vegas versus Dallas. But first, let's bring in my co-host, Matt. Matt, first off, I want to say congrats on the best bet win last week. Yeah, uh, I might have got the best bet win, but you got the best of me on the uh, the money line, the way we were splitting between uh, Vegas and Caps money line. So you got that one, but the best bet win, uh, at least that one went through. Yeah, I mean, that game could have really gone either way, uh, Washington, Vegas. But yeah, uh, should have been my best bet. And of course, I didn't. In, I moved. In theory, I think if I, my best bet would have lost. If the Caps won, I don't. The only reason I think that game went over is because Vegas started making a comeback and making that a game. Yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. But yeah, um, so yeah, no guests this week. Um, we'll be back probably next week, uh, maybe even later on this week for kind of a playoff preview to break down some series and start to kind of get you guys into that when really looking at some of the uh, series futures. So. Yeah, I mean, let's get into it. General NHL news and notes. Um, Robin Leonard, huge loss for Vegas uh, as they try to make a late playoff push in the remaining three games. Matt, I mean, what are you thinking here? I mean, the injury is the big loss. I, I don't think the injury is like that big of a loss compared to the whole story yep. uh, of what this is. I think the their rookie goalie, and I don't know if he's a rookie actually, but their young goalie, Logan Thompson, he's actually been playing pretty well. He's the yeah, 25 year old like, rookie. Yeah, he. Funny enough, I actually saw a thing like the Devils ECHL team picked him up like three years ago and released him, and now he's better than any goalie that we have. Um, but instead of talking about that, he's actually been really good, and I don't think like they're not feeling the loss of this as much as you might thought. Um, I think the bigger story here is one how Vegas completely mismanaged their entire goaltending situation, going all the way back to last year when they had the. Um, I almost said Cy Young, uh, Vezina winner. Um, and then on top of that, now you have what this week, Pete DeBoer's like, he's fine. Like he's a game time decision to play. Like he's fine. Uh, and our reporters calling him out. Like, no, he's having surgery. He's like, no, he's not. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he was on the bench for San Jose uh, backing up Thompson, I believe uh, in that game. But yeah, I mean, you're seeing conflicting reports all over the place of, is it season ending? Is he going to try to play through? I mean, he's been playing through this injury for what the whole season essentially. And now kind of as the season's kind of wrapping up, he's like, I, I just can't do it anymore. So interesting to see kind of what happens with that. And then moving forward, I'm not sure the exact details on his contract. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Vegas is known for giving players the surgeries they want. So I'm sure they're going to give him, his surgery, but yeah, I, I don't really know where Vegas goes from here in terms of the goaltending front. Obviously, Thompson's a great uh, young addition to their team, so um, we'll see. To, to give to answer your question, Robin Lander signed a five-year contract extension in 2020. Okay, so what does that mean? He's got three years left after this one, or two years left after this one. Either way, he's still he's not a free agent or anything like that. He's still here. Yep. So he'll be around for a while then. Um, so that's good for Vegas. At least they kind of locked him down after you'd mentioned before flurry, but um, moving forward. Yeah. Ovechkin went down pretty hard for versus the Maple Leafs the other day. Um, he's listed as day to day right now. I don't think it's too serious, but definitely something to kind of monitor for the caps moving forward as they look to uh, kind of 
make, I guess, a playoff push first Florida, or I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think everyone kind of agrees. Like if, if Alexander Ovechkin's on hundred percent, the Capitals team isn't doing anything in the playoffs. Yep. Um, I think that's a key, key loss. I I've been kind of saying it for a while now, but I truly don't believe that the Florida Panthers are that like playoff ready team. I think there's a lot of holes in their game uh, with how they perform away from home uh, with their power play being very middle of the road. Um, and they just have a ton of skill players. I don't know how that's going to really add up uh, come playoff time. Not to mention their goaltending has been suspect as of late. Uh, yeah. Don't so get I, me wrong. I, uh, sorry. I was just saying, I think they're the most skilled team in the NHL. If everything's clicking, like they are the best team in the NHL, but I don't know how playoff ready or, you know, like playoff proven there are. This kind of screams to me like when Colorado, you know, had like 120, 130 points um, and then lost in the first round. No, that was Tampa Bay actually. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how playoff proven they are. And I think Washington could genuinely um, upset them if they're a hundred percent, but if Ovi's hurt, they have no chance in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I kind of echo that statement there. Um, especially when we saw what Florida last year, lose to Tampa Bay in the first round after even um, beating Tampa on the regular season ser- series five to four to gain home ice advantage. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Florida is a weird team. It's kind of, going to be an interesting series for sure obviously um whether they play washington or boston as of now it's not kind of shirt up but it is looking like the capitals i guess another news we can talk about this wild card race i mean we talked about vegas before just dropping an absolute I, I, you don't even know how to describe it vegas just dropped one to san jose the other night um had an opportunity to ot on a power play to win it we talked about this even before the podcast there, how horrendous their power play has been essentially. Yeah. I mean the game yesterday against San Jose, they got a point, but that is an inexcusable point loss by them against a team that has nothing to play for. You're at home up by two goals with like less than three minutes to go. Like you cannot not only getting only a point, but you need to be getting two points in that game in regulation. Like that was a monumental collapse. Um, so yeah, that I mean that's just terrible. Don't it really hurts their playoff chances now? Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the game uh, coming up later, but that's an inexcusable loss by a team that doesn't. Whether you want to do Shea Theodore or Alex Petrangelo, both are great. You have these offensive pieces everywhere. Um, you know, Stone, you have Eichel, you have Pacioretty. Like this is a good team, and they just for whatever reason, like nothing's clicking for them. Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty funny that Timo Meyer of all players tied it up uh, after the comments he made earlier about basically them saying, we know our role in this game is to spoil kind of the Vegas Gold Knights chances. And of course, he's the one to tie it up and force OT in that one. Um, yeah, and then you look at the other two teams above Vegas, Nashville, Dallas. Dallas hasn't been anything special. And obviously, they'll score off against Vegas and the game won't touch on. But yeah, they head in there. So they have Vegas. Um, Arizona and Anaheim, which are two games that they should kind of round up the season winning. And then you look at Nashville, they face Calgary, who they just beat. Um, and then they go on to face Colorado and Arizona as well. So certainly going to be an interesting kind of three remaining games in the season for that wild card race. Obviously, Vancouver is pretty much, I think we can kind of agree here that they're pretty much eliminated at this point. The only reason they're not fully eliminated is because they do have 
currently the tiebreaker on Dallas, which is the regulation wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they went out and Dallas loses out, hypothetically, but they would also then need Vegas to beat Dallas, but then lose the rest of their games. Um, so, I mean, it's like a 0.0% chance, I feel like, at this point uh, for them. So they're not out yet, but realistically, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. And also, I mean, if you wanted to talk about something, we do have our first confirmed playoff series uh, in the West. That we do. Yes. St. Louis versus Minnesota has been confirmed. Um, still obviously playing for home ice uh, to get that second seed out there between those two. But I mean, we saw it in the most recent game. It was six to five. St. Louis came out on top in OT, just an absolute barn burner of a game. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be one of the best series that uh, we see in kind of the first round of the playoffs. St. Louis absolutely red hot as of late. Uh, Both of them are. One. Sorry. Both of them are. Minnesota yeah. and St. Louis are both red hot right now. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it should be a great series. I don't know if you kind of want to expand on that, but I'm looking forward to it. I guess I want to see kind of the initial series future on it uh, for kind of giving a betting perspective take. But um, well, asking you shall receive, FanDuel already has it up. Um, so Minnesota is opening currently right now at minus 140. The Blues at minus 115. Hmm. And yeah. then on the same side, I really like the Blues. I do too. Plus money to win the series. Honest was... team in the NHL. They have their goal differential is almost that of Colorado's. Like that's how good they've been as of late. They've almost caught up to Colorado in goal differential. Yeah, and that top line has been absolutely incredible as of late. Um, you're looking at it. I mean, Tarasenko um, has 21 points in his last 10. Thomas has 29 in his last 17. And Buchnevis has 24 in his last 14. I mean, they're scoring at an absurd rate right now. And the way Huso has been playing uh, in net is also just kind of gave them that additional support. And I think we mentioned this last week, but just St. Louis being able to kind of find a hot goalie at the right time, uh, especially when they're looking to make a playoff run. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to wait to see um, if you really want a good hedge opportunity. I, if there's not not hedge opportunity, but like if you want to take a chance, if the Blues can somehow manage to win home ice, I bet you they're going to become pretty that, that that's going to flip from minus one forty to Minnesota to St. Louis. It's basically what I'm saying. So if you think they could somehow pull that out, um, that might be decent value. Um, yeah, yeah no, just interesting to see and a lot of stuff happening in hockey. Just not tonight. Where there's we have a shitty game in Chicago <laughs> and Philadelphia. <laughs> That we do. I mean, they really started off the uh, last week of the regular season with a real uh, specialty for all of the NHL fans out there. I mean, the scheduling's been kind of absurd. I get everyone. We kind of had the COVID issues, but to kind of have one game and then the next night, 13, um, to me, just doesn't really make sense. I figured you kind of want to split them out. But again, you do have to be conscious of the rest days that these teams are facing. So it's so really good. I'll just touch on that. It's the NHL and NBA clearly have something because back when we were in the regular season, like the NBA hated to keep their long. And well, I know exactly why now with TNT getting kind of broadcasting rates for both of them. Yep. TNT does their premier NHL games on Wednesdays and Fridays. And they do their premier NBA games on Tuesdays and Thursdays because they have premier games those days. They try to shorten the amount of games on because they want everyone watching TNT. So then because there's premier games of NBA on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they load up all the rest of the NHL games on Tuesdays and Thursdays and vice versa with the NBA. Um, 
So we just get the shit end of the stick of Mondays and Wednesdays being awful games usually, or like three games, four games tops for the NHL. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays usually get packed with 12, 12 to 14 games at any point. Yeah. I mean, pretty much summed it up pretty well right there. I don't have much to add. Uh, I know we talked about this too, like a while ago, but the ESPN uh, plus deal, I'm pretty sure you have it as well. It's just, I I love it. I think it's one of the best things for the NHL that they've done in a while. Um, Just be able to kind of flip through games and just have the option of literally just watching any single game um, every night is amazing. I wish they got rid of blackouts. That's the only thing that hurts. Like, I can't obviously watch any of the Devils Islanders Rangers. I would literally get rid of my TV package if they could somehow <laughs> figure it out. And I know like you need the local broadcasting rights, but like if, if they can like give that local broadcasting money or something to MSG or whatever, like there has to be some way where I can just have every single NHL game I ever want on the watch ESPN app. Yeah. I mean, from your, uh, from your lips to ESPN's ears, hopefully they can get that done. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously I'm kind of out of market for my team right now, so I don't have that major issue, but I'm sure a lot of other people are dealing with that same thing. Anything else to add kind of as we touch on the final kind of general NHL news and notes before we head into the playoffs? No, I mean, I think that's um, that's really about it. I think let's get right into the the slate. I know it's a big slate, but I think we're only breaking down, what is it, half the games really? Yeah, I think we'll kind of touch on, um, I'm sure everyone will kind of get a gist of kind of just the major matchups for tomorrow. I'm sure that's kind of what everyone wants. Um, So, yeah, I guess with that being said, we can get into it. Um, First game of the night, Edmonton taking on the Penguins. Edmonton's been hot as of late, 7-2-1, coming off a loss to Columbus, though, on, I believe it was Monday, Sunday night, uh, where they lost 5-2. Pittsburgh's also coming off a bad loss to Philly on Sunday, where they lost 4-1. Kind of a shocker there. Uh, Philly's rattled off. That was their second win in a row. They're obviously taking on the Blackhawks tonight, but Pittsburgh hasn't been great in the last 10, 4-5-1. and one. Um, Pittsburgh, shockingly, I mean, we always kind of touch on this as a keynote, but Pittsburgh has been better away this year. For the record, I'll touch on kind of a few stats for my pick later, but um, Edmonton's defense has also been great, only giving up two goals against per game in their last 10. The opening uh, money line, Pittsburgh was minus 175. That is now down to minus 155 with the over-under being set at six, heavily juiced the over at minus 130. Uh, we talked about this before, but I think we're both kind of in agreement here that this over is going to move to seven. I So I, as I thought about it more, I don't know, right? Because I originally I was pretty in agreement that it was, and as I'm thinking about it here, I'm just like, Edmonton's defense has been pretty good as of late. Pittsburgh at home are not as good as they're on the road. They struggled to score against what a really bad or Flyers team. It, it might just sit at six and a half, which is going to kind of put it in that limbo that I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable, you know, betting it either way. Yeah. Just laying the juice on the over if you are going to take that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, the one thing that really kind of jumped out to me here was these teams have met once before uh, Pittsburgh traveled to Edmonton where they lost five to two. Edmonton was minus 130 on the money line at home with the over-under being set at six. 
Pittsburgh's a much heavier home favorite here um, than Edmonton was when they previously played. For fair reasoning, I believe that was when Edmonton was going through kind of that rough stretch of time. But um, yeah, I really like Pittsburgh here. I'll not sure if you're on the same uh, way, but I do like Pittsburgh here in reg at plus 100. Um, in their last nine as a road underdog, Edmonton is two and seven. In Pittsburgh's last 10 as a home favorite, they are seven and three. And six of those games have been at least by a two goal margin. Um, despite Pittsburgh's worst record at um, home, they do average more goals for, um, which I think is a key stat here. And Edmonton really does struggle away. Uh, from home, averaging almost half a goal less four uh, on the road here. So Pittsburgh is also looking for their fourth home win. So I do like Pittsburgh here at plus 100 um, in this matchup. So any thoughts I, on your end? I don't think I'm touching the money line here. If I had to lean, I actually would lean opposite. I like okay. Edmonton. Uh, for me, Edmonton, they've just been hot as of late. Pittsburgh, as you mentioned, they haven't been great. Four, five, and one their last 10. Uh, lost to a bad Flyers team. And I think Edmonton's hot. Their defense isn't good as of late. Um, yeah, if I had to lean somewhere, I'd probably go Edmonton. When I think there's a lot of value at plus 140. Um, not yeah. to mention, I also believe uh, Tristan Jari's still injured, right? So they're still going off a, a backup goalie, most likely. Yeah, so Casey Smith's likely to start. Um, he has allowed uh, two, two, four, two, and three in his last five, which isn't awful, but also isn't great. Um, so the issue I noticed with that Edmonton, uh, goals against average in the last 10 was obviously inflated due to Mike Smith's back-to-back shutouts here. However, after those back-to-back shutouts, he has allowed three goals and two goals. So he hasn't been as sharp um, after that kind of stretch where he was named third star of the week. So I do like Pittsburgh here, obviously a plus money. Um, I'm going to lean off the money line here and just go with the regulation win. Any player props you like here? I know McDavid's been hot as of late, eight points in his last three, along with Dreisaitl, who's averaging a point per game in his last three. Both of them has of late. I know the last, um, the game yesterday on Sunday, Ricard Raquel missed his uh, shot on goal prop with only two, but he's been really consistent uh, on the shots on goal and the assists, the points, uh, anything really. He's been bumped up to that first line, bumped up to the first power play line, and he's been producing. Um, so he's a really good guy to look at in Pittsburgh. Obviously, I don't know what the odds are going to be for Brian Rust at home. He's typically a wagon for shots on goal. If you're looking at that um, side of things uh, and then the stars on Edmonton have just been great. Um, you're looking at uh, obviously Connor McDavid. You're looking at like dry Seidel. Uh, Vander Kane's been much better as of late, both scoring. I'm not exactly sure on the shooting, but I know he's been scoring a lot more. Um, and another name to look at, and he just hit for us over the weekend and pretty consistently has been hitting recently is Evan Bouchard. If you're looking for a D-man there, that might be a decent piece, but I believe Pittsburgh is very good against uh, allowing shots to the defenseman. So that might be the only thing to keep an eye out for. I like it. I will definitely look at all those player props as well tomorrow. Um, any other closing thoughts here? So you're staying away from the money line. I know we touched on, I think the over is going to move to seven. You said you think it's going to stay at six and a half here. Any play on the over, or is that one of those games that you said you're kind of going to stay away from as well? If it does jump to over seven, I'll probably hit the under. Okay. But I don't know if I'm confident enough to do anything um, on an over in this game right now. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right. Well, I guess we can move on to the next match of the night. Uh, Florida versus Boston. 
potential first round matchup, but unlikely for sure. Um, Boston hasn't been great going five and five in the last 10, while Florida's been red hot going nine and one in their last 10. Boston opens at a home dog plus 110 on the money line, while Florida's around minus 130. The over under here again set at six and a half and heavily juiced the over at minus 130. Boston's offense has struggled a bit uh, in the last 10, but that was without David Posternick. Since his return, that top line of Marchand, Bergeron, and himself have been very good. They've seemed to kind of get their chemistry back very quickly, which makes sense given how long they've played together. But one stat for Boston that is a major concern heading into the playoffs is their power play, which has gone 0 for 28 in the last 28. Um, Absolutely horrendous. So that's something they need to get figured out and fast. Florida has been kind of scoring at an absurd rate. Uh, averaging 4.5 in the last 10. Well, their defense in terms of goals against has kind of remained on par. I know we talked about this one again before the podcast, but what are your thoughts here? Uh, two things. Just one quick uh, note on what you said. Pasternak is not on that top line. Um, he they is split not back. Him up. Okay. He's so back. He's not he back, is though. back, but he, so even before his injury all year, he's been on the second line. They've split them up away from Marchand and Bergeron, which the only reason I mentioned is because it's very important on shots on goal. It helps kind of split the the shots on goal away um, from that line. He's typically now been with Taylor Hall and whoever that second line center is. I think usually it's been Eric Halla. You're right. And and on the first line, it's usually either Jake DeBrusque. Um, I think he's been kind of the mainstay as of late is DeBrusque on the first line. But on the power play, they're all together. Yes, um, I did misspeak there for no, sure. You're fine. Looking just, at it. It's just important to know on the shots on goal because yeah. if you're going to be betting, let's say, Pasternak and Bergeron or someone, it's tough for an entire line to you know all hit their numbers. Um, so it actually helps us on the Pasternak side and either Marshawn or Bergeron as well. Um, other than that, I personally uh, really like I think there's a lot of value of Bruins money line. If Pasternak is back, he did actually, he sat out the game against Montreal. Yeah. So he came back against the Rangers and then had a planned day off, which I believe means he will be playing tomorrow. He um, should. Yeah. I'm trying to look up his, any updates right now on that injury. Um, so in turn for Pasternak right now, he is not listed on the injury report. So okay. he should be yeah. good to go. So I think in theory, right. I like, Boston money line, but it's not going to be the bet I'm going to take just because there's a lot of uncertainty. Florida, for as much shit as I give them, not being as good away from home. Recently, they've been much better um, away from home, uh, going on a pretty good streak. I guess when you win 11 games in a row, uh, your record gets better uh, on that side of things. Uh, but I think the one I'm looking at here is, is the over under. Um, if you're looking at Unibet or Points River or Bet Rivers, um, they have the over under at seven right now. If this gets pushed to seven, um, I'm definitely going to be taking the under uh, in this game. That's kind of where I'm looking at right now. Yep, I echo that statement too. Um, if this is at seven, I do like the under here as well going off that. So both their previous matchups this season have gone under. Uh, Boston won three to two at home in a shootout. And then Florida won four to one at home uh, earlier, just three days prior to that. So both teams have won um, the matchups this season. So if that trend continues, look at Boston here. I also do think Boston at plus 110 does have some value. Obviously, 
kind of echoing what you said here. Um, I don't love it given just kind of Florida's recent form here, but yeah, if that over does move or the total does move to seven here, I do like the under here. Yeah. And just to go off that, the Bruins with most of their games being set at six, um, I believe they're like seven, one and one in their last nine games on the under or something like that. Forgive me if I'm wrong. It's, it's, it's around there. It's very good on the under side of things, especially yes. at home at home. They do not allow a lot of goals. Um, so if that does get pushed up to seven, it'll give me even more confidence um, on that under. Yep. So the under is three and one in Boston's last four. Um, just something off that. Yeah. Most of these trends for Boston here, just looking at it briefly is pointing to the under here in this game. So don't know if I love that or hate that, but we will see kind of what the line movement here uh, is in this game. Any player props um, that you're looking at in this game? It's weird, right? Because for the, the Florida Panthers, all of their player props that we love on shots on goal tend to focus around them being at home. Yep. Uh, like the Jolly and Huberto, Sam Bennett, even though they both missed last time out. Um, so that one's tough. I don't know 100%. Uh, obviously, what the lines come out as. And, and a lot of what I do with shots on goal is about value as well. So that'll be interesting. Uh, and not having it out right in front of me is tough. Um, I think a guy that might be really good to look at in this game if he is back i love david pasternak again depending on what those odds are um and then probably bergeron as he been he's been really good at home for for shots on goals of late i'd pick one of the two pasternak is their main shooter when he is playing um but i don't know if there's any nagging injury or what that's like um, yes yeah, so i know you touched typically on sorry go ahead. i was just gonna say one last point boston's very good at not allowing a lot of shots on goal. So that'll be interesting um, and might be a reason why I'm going to stay away with uh, Florida's uh, props. One, because of the um, – they're not bad at home. I, I keep saying it. They're just not as dominant as home – or at, away from home as they are. Um, and then the other side being that the Boston just really good at preventing um, you know, shots on goal or just anything in general. Yeah, so I want to know your thoughts on this. So I was looking through the injury report right now, and it says Taylor Hall. Obviously, you mentioned he's with Pasternak on that second line right now. is questionable uh, for Tuesday with an upper body injury. Do you do you kind of pair Pasternak with Hall in terms of shots on goal, or are you saying if Hall's out, you like Pasternak even more in that game? So that's interesting, right? Because I really like that line because Pasternak gets a ton of shots because Hall's not much of a shooter, right? Like he, yeah. he defers a lot. He passes the puck a lot, which is why he does so well on that. And obviously Hall's another loss to that first power play line on that first power play line. It's typically the four forwards, Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, Hall, and then McAvoy. Um, so that'd be interesting if he is out. It's, it's tough to say, right? We're getting to the point of the season now where you have teams that really aren't fighting for much. Don't get me wrong, Florida can get jumped by – or Boston can get jumped by Washington. Um, but you can make a case that they kind of would want to get jumped by Washington so they can play uh, – wait. No, yeah. never mind. No, no, opposite way. You know, Boston doesn't want to – If it, it depends. Do they want to play Florida in a seven-game series or would they rather play, I don't know, Carolina? Carolina, yeah. That is. Um, so like, there's an argument to be made on either side. No, um, I think, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I, it, it's so hard to gauge what teams want nowadays, like at this point in the season. 
Yeah, I agree. You just don't know what they're looking at uh, in terms of matchups, especially kind of heading into these final three games for most of most teams have remaining. So, all right. Uh, I think we're both kind of in agreement there. We're going to wait to see if that line moves to seven. And if it does, we do like the under in that one. Uh, any closing remarks before we move on to the next game? I think that's it, man. All right. Perfect. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Carolina at MSG taking on the Rangers. This game opened at a pick um, and has since shifted to the Rangers being the slight home favorite at minus 115. Um, yeah, I mean, Carolina's been great. 7-3-0. The loss of Anderson hasn't really impacted them at all as they're on a four-game win streak. The Rangers coming off a 3-1 loss in Boston uh, on Saturday. So, yeah, I mean, these teams have matched up twice before. Um the Rangers took the first one and Carolina took the second one. Both of the road teams did win in those matchups. So something to note there. Um, yeah. I mean, this is interesting, right? Cause obviously New York's been great defensively only averaging 1.5 as of late, the over under going off that is set at five and a half. I believe looking it up now. Yes, it is, but it is juiced the over at five and a half minus 125 on points bet and Caesars. What are your thoughts here? I know we also talked about this a little bit before, but just to kind of echo uh, what we said recently. Um, well, I think one, I love the value. Um, I, I think on the Rangers side, the more I think about it. Yeah. If they're, I, I don't know how to pronounce their name, his name, the rookie goalies in net because the Rangers are still banged up. You have Igor in net at home where the Rangers are very good at home. Uh, I think there's a lot of value on the Rangers money line being a right around that minus 110, minus 115 part. Um, that's very good there. I like it. Uh, again, that's going to be very goal dependent tomorrow. If it's anti-Ranta, I think I like the Hurricanes because um, I, I think they're just going to close out the, this Metropolitan Division. But yeah. I'm not 100% sure yet. I think I'm leaning Rangers because they're very good at home as well. Um, so that that's, that's a tough one. I like the under, I think, um, in this game. I know with a rookie goal, you might be saying, you know, what's up with that? I think this is going to be two teams who are very good defensively. Um, and, well, either good defensively or an elite goalie. And if Igor Shosturkin's in that tomorrow, that's an elite, elite, elite goalie uh, who's been kind of back to the top of his game. Um, and also, sorry, I just read a, a article. It says, good news, uh, anti-rent is expected to back up tomorrow. And then it says sources say Freddie Anderson will return for the playoffs. So sorry, tweet just came in like literally right now. Um, so it does look like it's going to be Kutch to Kutch Katat, whatever the rookie's name is. Yeah, uh, yeah, starting tomorrow. Yeah, no, I I think I mean this is a tough one for sure, right? So we obviously know the goalies um, now backing this, but Carolina has been worse defensively on the road. Uh, averaging 2.75 against versus 2.1 at home, but they have scored more on the road, averaging 3.54 versus at home, uh, only averaging 3.23. And then you look at New York, New York Rangers, where they average more goals for at home and give up a significantly um, less number of goals against. So, yeah, I do lean the under here. Um, we talked about that rookie goaltender. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name. Uh, his first name's Peter. So we're going to go off of that, but <laughs> he hasn't been bad. Uh, Ranta got uh, hurt 
in their last game versus the uh, New York Islanders, I believe. Yes, in that 5-2 win, he came in, he stopped 7-8. of eight. And I was reading an article on that as well, and they said kind of Carolina's whole scheme shifted to playing a more dis- defensive style of hockey. Um, so I do like the under here at 5.5. I get that's a little low to take an under, um, but you can get that at plus money on most sports books. I believe points bet even as plus 105. So I do like the under there in this matchup. Any yeah, player I, props? Or sorry, I'll let you. Any no, other no, thoughts no, on this one? I'm trying to think. It, it's it been weird. Actually, on the hurricane side, Andrei Svechnikov has been kind of cold as of late. So I've been staying away from him. Um, the one guy that I've liked as, as of late a lot is Seth Jarvis. On that first line, you could typically get his points uh, line at right around like that minus 110 to minus 120 um, for points. So that's um, a pretty good one being on the first line. That's really good value on the Ranger side of things. It's tough. The hurricanes typically, I know as of late, they've let up a couple more shots on goal um, as of late, but they're usually pretty good defensively. I know, as you mentioned away from home, they're a little bit worse, but even then uh, way above league average, um, even when you're looking at away from home. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. I think, I think this is going to be a game where both teams are going to want to win. You could have a, a playoff like atmosphere, right? Carolina can clinch the Metro. The Rangers want to take that metropolitan division if possible. Right. So I think, I think it'll be a close game. Uh, and like I said, even if Carolina does come out firing, like Igor Shostakovich has been back to his best. I know we had like that minor, like minor, like one week hiccup where he gave up some goals, uh, but he's been back to being very, very good as of late. Yeah, I agree. I think we're on the same sides here that we like the Rangers, uh, on the money line as well as the under in this game. So, all right. With that being said, we can move on to the next game of the night, the Calgary Flames at the Nashville Predators. Calgary's been red hot, uh, eight one and one in the last 10 on a two game winning streak, knocking off Vancouver and Dallas during that stretch. Nashville's coming in on a two game losing streak, uh, overtime loss to Minnesota on Sunday. And then the day prior, they lost to Tampa Bay on the road, six to two. Nashville did take, um, no, then they played, they actually played, sorry, brain fart for a second, but yeah, they played back on April uh, 19th where Calgary won three to two. And then in their only other prior matchup of that Nashville once so they split the series so far. Um, it's a grudge match game between them. Nashville's a home dog here, plus 115 on the money line I'm seeing on most books. Um, pretty much kind of opened right around where it st- currently stands right here. Um, the over-under is set at six, slightly juiced to the over at minus 120. Calgary has been scoring at an absurd rate as of late, uh, averaging 4.4 in their last 10, but have been very solid defensively, only giving up an average of 2.4. Nashville, on the other hand, has lost their scoring touch and is only averaging 2.2 goals for in their last 10. This is an interesting one. Obviously, I think the public, given kind of the short price on Calgary, is going to be all over the flames in this matchup. But, um, yeah, any kind of initial thoughts here? So, initial thoughts. Uh, you mentioned how good Calgary has been offensively. I actually like the inverse of it. I, I'm liking the under a lot in this game. I think – for Nashville to win this game, they're going to need to be very good defensively. I think they're not scoring as much, and Calgary has a very good defense with a very good goaltender. Um, so personally, in my eyes, I'm, I like the under, but my favorite play of the day is going to be the Nashville Predators money line. Um, when I'm thinking about it, we are in what Calgary has three games remaining this season. 
they have absolutely nothing to win at any point at the start to be going extremely hard with all their players. Um, they can't gain any spots. They can't lose any spots. The only thing that they're playing for right now um, is just to kind of stay somewhat, you know, ready for playoffs. They have first in the Pacific locked up. They can't jump Colorado. Um, they're just going to stay like top of the Pacific. The only time it's going to matter is if they make the Western Conference finals. And even then they can't catch Colorado anyway. Um, so I don't think there's much of a, a difference there. Uh, meanwhile, Nashville's fighting for their lives. They're yep. not, they're, they haven't clinched a playoff spot as of just yet. Um, so although they are looking pretty good, they do still need to win these games. And as you mentioned, they've lost what they, they lost their last game in overtime. Uh, or was it they won in overtime? I forget which one it was. They've lost uh, the last two. So they lost in overtime to Minnesota five to four in their last out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, there you go. They, I think they, this is a must win for them. They're much better at home compared to away. Calgary's slightly worse away than at home, but they're still pretty good. I just don't think they have a lot to play for. I think they're not going to want to, you know, risk injury and Cal and Nashville's going to come out flying uh, in my opinion, but I like the under uh, in this game as well. Yes. The under is currently set at six right here uh, in both their previous matchups this season, the under has hit. Um, so just something to look at there. So I do like that as well. And yeah, I agree. This is a weird and time. Um, sorry, go ahead. I was actually going to say on FanDuel, I use FanDuel personally at six and a half at minus 120, um, which I like a lot. I'd be taking that at uh, six and a half minus 120. So if we're seeing that line kind of start to jump up, yeah, I'm looking at points, bet, but MGM, Caesars, DraftKings, they all have that line currently set at six. So is that something we you'd want to wait for to let kind of obviously every other um, listener kind of may not have access to FanDuel. So your advice would be to wait for that six and a half number and then take it. Yeah, I mean, I think I just like it more, right? Yeah. In theory, it doesn't make too much of a difference, right? Like that push insurance isn't huge. Because um, if you're thinking this is going to be a close game, then 3-3, three, three, uh, you know, still kills you. But if you think it's going to be a 4-2 game, either way, uh, you'll get that extra little bit of juice and, and still hit your bet. So if you can wait till six and a half, but there's also, this isn't like a game where I'm, I'm positive it's going to move to six and a half. Right. I think it, if anything, FanDuel might even move back down to six. Um, so I'm probably going to lock this in now just so I can get the definite six and a half line. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I kind of going off what I was saying before was this is a weird time because you do have these games. Obviously, Nashville is playing for the life, but you do have Calgary on the other hand of what team's going to show up. Are, do, are they really going to go all out um, with two games remaining? They take on Minnesota and Winnipeg. Um and essentially meaningless games of do they want to put their top guys out there for 20 plus minutes a night and risk potential injury, but they are putting Markstrom out. He is starting um, a well as opposite of sorrow. So it looks like they are kind of continuing to throw their best stuff forward here. Um, but yeah, I think Nashville at plus money definitely does have some value in this matchup for sure. Um, yeah. And fan or DraftKings has them at plus 120 right now. It's the best line I'm seeing. Uh, Fandle plus 116. Any thoughts on player props here or given kind of your take on the under is kind of a stay away? Uh, player props. It's tough on player props here. Um, I think a, a big portion of player props, especially on the Nashville side of things. I know Matt Duchesne had a bit of a, a good run for assists. So if you think uh, they're going to score, great, but their offense has been bad as of late. 
Um, typically when I play an under, I don't like to play a player prop unless it's like very good value. Um, so that's going to be something where tomorrow and we see all the lines come out, I'll make that decision. Um, but nothing really stands out to me um, in terms of like a, a really good spot right now, because as you mentioned, Nashville's which has been pretty bad offensively as of late and Calgary. I, I just don't know. I seem to get Calgary wrong every time. That's one of those teams where it's like, if I bet on Johnny Goudreau to have a good game, then Elias Lindholm has a good game. And if I bet on someone else, then Matthew Kachuk has a good game. And I just can't seem to figure that out at yeah. all. I feel like everyone has one of those teams. Um, but yeah, all right. I like those picks as well, Nashville. Um, and then we'll wait to see kind of that total does jump to six and a half in that matchup. But all right, I guess we can head on to um, the game of the night. I'd say, obviously not. I don't think it's the best game of the night, but I think it's the most important game of the night without a doubt. Um, Vegas traveling to Dallas. Vegas is coming off a crippling loss, essentially, uh, to San Jose, five to four in their last out, but they did knock off Washington uh, prior to that. And then your Devils actually took them down in their game prior to that, (laughs) three to two. So I believe you're tweeting out that Vegas should automatically be banned from the playoffs for losing to the Devils, uh, if I am correct. Well, in that case, Dallas lost like two games before that to them. So okay, so both, both are banned. Both, both banned. Okay, ne- neither right. of them really should be in it. But it's looking like Dallas is gonna most likely cling on for dear life. It's like the last playoff spot's lava, literally. Like, does anyone <laughs> actually want that spot? Because none of the teams are good as of late. Nashville's 4-4-2 in their last 10. Dallas is 4-4-2 last 10. Vegas 5-3-2 in their last 10. Like, does anyone actually want this playoff spot right now? Because it's been it's been bad. Um, in terms of the game... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're... Lead us off. In terms of the game, leaning Dallas starts money line for myself. Um, it's a team that at home has been really, really consistent for me. It's crazy how much better they are at home compared to away. Away from home, they're three games under 500. They lose way more away from home. At home, they're 25, 10, and three. Like they're so much better at home. It's crazy. Uh, and on top of that, we talked about it their defense and goals against. I don't know the exact numbers, um, but their defense becomes so much better away from home or sorry, at home. Uh, so I think we're going to have a playoff like atmosphere game here. I like the under, even at five and a half. I know that's a, a low line, but I like the under. And I like the Dallas Stars money line. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the under here. Um, the only thing that worries me a bit, obviously I'm looking at the um, kind of the different money lines, or the books, the money lines that the books are offering right now. So you can still get uh, Vegas at plus 100 on FanDuel and DraftKings right now. Um yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, this I, I do agree with your statement. Um, Dallas is obviously a much better team at home. Uh, Vegas does struggle on the road, especially in terms of goals for. They're almost 0.5 goals uh, difference between their home and away stats and that uh, margin. But, yeah, I, I guess I do. The more I kind of talk about this game, I'm, I'm with you on Dallas and the under here especially. I don't think this game's going to move to six um, as much as I thought it would. I don't think it is, but... Another interesting note too, Vegas is one and six in their last seven as a road underdog. So I do like Dallas here as well, but I don't know. I just don't see Vegas being that team that's going to just kind of give up and essentially 
just not stick around and make this playoff race interesting. Um, maybe this is the year that they kind of don't make the playoffs, I guess, for the first time in franchise history. But Vegas is one of those teams that always kind of worries me. So, yeah, I, it, it's so funny how that happens. Like, I don't know. No one knows, but we typically like have a little conversation of what we like for games. And I'll say one thing. And then as we start talking it out in my head, I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. everything we said, I kind of like the opposite of what we just talked about. Yeah, we do that a lot, especially with the pre-show. We almost should record that and then just watch us flip all of our picks um, on the actual podcast. I'm sure people will get a kick out of that. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm officially on Dallas here in this game. I'm not sure kind of what the line movement is going to be, uh, especially tomorrow. I'd open it as a pick and then Dallas has emerged as a slight home favorite here. So be interesting to see um, where this goes tomorrow, especially. But yeah. I'm with you on that. Any player props you're looking at here. Uh, I know Shea Theodore has been good as of late, nine points in his last seven, five in his last three. Um, other James Robertson, five points in his last three. And then Pavelski's got four assists in his last four games. So it's it's tough. That's the 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 thing of the if I'm taking an under in a game, mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking any like goals or, or points props. I'll obviously stick to shots on goal if I like them, but I'm probably gonna stay away. Um from the uh, points props however jack eichel away from home uh gotta go back to him for shots on goal much 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 better away from home on the shots on goal side of things so i think i like him um and i'm trying to think on the dallas side of things uh i want to see what value we get at it but tyler sagan uh has been just firing away for them Uh, i think depending on what that line opens at and what what it's at um you're going to have to back him in a big game for them. Veteran guy. Uh, I, I like him a lot uh, on the shots on goal side. I like that. So I want to, I want to ask you here, I'm thinking about this right now, but I want to get your take on this. So the under five and a half right now is currently a plus hundred on points, but Caesars uh, it's obviously shifted to minus one of five on bet MGM, FanDuel and DraftKings. Where do you see this line? Do you think you take it now at, plus money here essentially with the under or do you wait to kind of see where it shifts closer to game time i'm gonna probably wait till game time mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is moving to six i i just think these are two teams especially dallas at home that plays pretty like low event hockey um so i think i'm, I'm gonna just wait it out i don't think this is gonna move but it, it might you never know what's gonna come out tomorrow um, so I'm going to wait, but either way, I definitely like Dallas, the money line portion. I think I'll lock in. I don't think they're going to get too much movement I don't think there's any like stuff that can come out on that side. Uh, I might wait to lock in the over under though. Yeah. I, I kind of was leaning that way as well. Uh, so the predicted goalies here are going to be Logan Thompson for Vegas and Scott Wedgwood, um, for the Dallas stars. I don't know if that's going to change or not, but it looks uh, there's, be- I, I, no way. I, I don't I don't think there's any way Ottinger's not playing tomorrow. That was my thought as well. That's why I brought that up because I was wanted to spark that conversation for sure. For sure. Um, so Ottinger is listed here. Okay, so this changed. So Ottinger is listed as the goalie um, on covers.com uh, for most likely going tomorrow. He has yet to be confirmed, but it does look to be Ottinger then. Yeah, I, I mean, this is a must win. You're not taking scott wedgwood in a must-win game if he genuinely comes out that he's starting I, that would change everything that i think about this game but yeah i would i would absolutely start leaning towards um 
Vegas uh, uh, plus money. Like seriously, uh, everything I said is because I'm almost positive that Jake Ottinger is starting tomorrow. Yep. Yep. I just wanted to confirm that, but I agree. I echo that statement. So does that almost change your thoughts on the money line then to wait? Or are you pretty sure that Ottinger is going to start tomorrow? I mean, I'm almost positive Ottinger's playing tomorrow. Like if he's not hurt, why would he not play tomorrow? Yeah. You know what I'm true. saying? Like, it's not like they just have a game today. I don't even think they played yesterday. So who starts? So Ottinger has started the last two. Um, he started versus Seattle and then he started again versus Calgary. Um, Wedgwood did start the game prior where they lost five to two to Edmonton. So yeah, Wedgwood has been three, four losses in a row. Uh, every time Dallas has played. So, yeah, I echo that statement of Ottinger will be the starting goalie uh, for his third game in a row. Yeah, Yeah, there's no doubt uh, in my mind in that one. And he's coming off a pretty good game, too, uh, versus Seattle, where he stopped uh, 32 or 30 of 32 uh, for a .938 save percentage there. So, all right. Any closing thoughts on this one, or are we kind of in agreement here on Dallas and the under here? I think that's it for me. All right. Perfect. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, second last game of the night. We got St. Louis at Colorado. Colorado's hasn't looked good. Uh, they're six and four in the last 10, but they've dropped their last four games. Uh, St. Louis, on the other hand, we talked about this kind of in the intro red hot nine Oh and one. They just knocked off Anaheim, Arizona and OT. And then, San Jose, Colorado's dropped games to Winnipeg, Edmonton, Seattle, and Washington in their last four. Um, they have split the series so far. Colorado won their last matchup on October 28th, but a few, a little over a week prior, uh, St. Louis did win five to three. So one and one in the series so far. Uh, Colorado's a heavy home favorite here, minus 170. St. Louis is plus 145, 140 on the money line. Uh, you can get them at plus 150 on DraftKings right now. That's the best line I'm seeing for them. In terms of the total, the total set at six right now, but most books have moved it to six and a half already. Um, so any thoughts here? Uh, I know it's another game we kind of talked about before, but I think we were both kind of on the same agreement here, but this might be one of those games where we talk ourselves out of another pick. No, there's, there's no way I'm talking myself out of this. The Blues being at plus 150 is so good value it's scary like don't get me wrong colorado is incredible at home they are the better team here but the blues are so hot right now 9-0 and one in their last 10 one three in a row colorado's lost four in a row i think they just lost to the kraken like they in my opinion the blues i'm not saying they're definitely going to win this game but getting them at plus 150 is incredible value in my opinion yeah, I agree. St. Louis is 7-0 and in their last road games. Um, so something to note to kind of match Colorado's um, play at home there. Yeah, I mean, St. Louis offense has been absolutely on fire. Tarasenko's got 21 in his last 10. Thomas, 29 in his last 17. Uh, Buchnevich, 24 in his last 14. So those guys are just clicking on all cylinders up front there. Um, yeah. That entire top line's been money. Yep. Uh, betting on Buchnevich assists, Robert Thomas assists. Um, shots on goal, I haven't nailed to nail down, but the points and assist side for that team, it's almost been like anyone you bet. Like, there's no losing bet. Like, they're all just cashing in crazy amounts of goals. Um, I think I definitely also probably lean over in this game. 
Uh, but interested to kind of hear your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I would definitely uh, lean over here. So in both their previous matchups, the over did uh, hit. It was listed at five and a half in their first game, which is kind of shocking. And then six in their second game. Um, you can now get the over. So the over, total split right now, some books have it at six and a half, uh, even money or uh, six and a half, sorry, pick them basically. And then you could look at other books like uh, Caesars, who currently has the over listed at six minus 130. I would honestly take that if I get, it's kind of a little bit more juice to big delay there. Um, but I do like the option for a push in this matchup, especially if it does go that four, two route um, and St. Louis does pull this off on the road here. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at that number for St. Louis plus 140 plus 150, you have to take it right. There's no way that you can say um, that Colorado has been the, they haven't been the better team um, and they're kind of most recent play here. So I do like the blues here and I do lean the over if you can get that number at six, but it looks like it's kind of slowly shifting to six and a half in this game. Yep. Um, I'm yeah. trying to think of, of player props. There's really no other player props I can really think of. Nathan McKinnon was so good at home for a stretch, but I think like three or four home games in a row, he missed for shots on goal. Um, I know Kadri has been pretty good as of late, but again, last game he missed. Um, so all these players that were on good streaks have now started missing. Um, yeah, and I think the Blues, if I remember correctly, are pretty good against not allowing a lot of shots on goal anyway. Uh, so it, it's tough on the player props. So it's so much of it is the one annoying thing um, that, like, we don't have the lines. So props cash isn't up right in front of us. So we can't just, like, look at all the statistical trends uh, of everything. And I'm not a robot to where I know them all off the top of my head. But uh, on the Colorado side of things, I think Kadri's been their most consistent shots on goal guy. Keep an eye out for. Uh, and then on St. Louis, it's been Tarasenko, but he's recently been juiced really much, so like minus 130, minus 140, uh, maybe even higher. Um, so it's tough to find kind of good value on the shots on goal piece there. Um, if you are going to look at someone, then again, Robert Thomas or Buchnevich, um, look at them for assists, points, uh, whatever you can get there. Yeah, so I, I noticed this. Um, I was looking up kind of their goalies in the last 10 games. So they've pretty much been rotating between Huso and Bennington. Um, Bennington's the only goalie in the last 10 games to have start back-to-back matchups. Huso did start their last one, um, which was versus Anaheim, where they won 6-3. to three. He is listed as the expected goalie right now. But if Bennington does play, I do like that. And he's now the probable goalie. That has shifted since I updated this web page um yeah I, I like that even more um i really like the over in this matchup as well uh kemper's been not good as of late allowing four five three four and three in his last five starts so i do like the over here um and like i said if you can get it at six even better that's that's actually interesting um that might be something where i'm gonna wait because i won't be nearly as confident in blues money line if kemper if um bennington's starting he's been pretty bad this year uh, he's picked it up recently, but I think that's more a cause of like, the entire Blues team has picked it up and they've been very good. So that's going to be one where I might be waiting to see who's who's in goal. Don't get me wrong, there might be a risk here. Maybe because Bennington's that expected, he that's why you're getting plus 150 for the Blues right now. And then that might shift to under, or like, you know, the line might shift heavily uh, if Huso is announced. Um, but that, that's a scare. For me, right? Because eventually, I think Colorado's so good, they're going to have to wake up eventually. But they just have really not much to play for. 
aside from the president's trophy. And at this point, it's looking like they're uh, they're done in that kind of race. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess to the play now, obviously, is to take that over um, if you can get it at that number and then kind of wait to see if it is Bennington or um, Huso in that for the Blues there in that matchup. But, yeah. Um, all right. Any kind of closing thoughts in this one? No. And that's about it for me. Perfect. All right, let's move on to the, oh, that's it. Did we, so we talked about this before, but do we want to touch on that Seattle Canucks game at all? Uh, The more I think about it, I I just don't think it's going to be very impactful. I think Vancouver is essentially eliminated without being eliminated. Yep. Um, If you want to go over it real quick, I mean, I'd probably like the over in this game because Seattle's been scoring a good amount of us of late. But I, Really, there's not too, too much to touch on for me here in this game. No, I agree. It's kind of a stay away game for me here. Um, obviously, Vancouver is what, minus 230 on the money line here. So there's no value in that. And then even to take them in regulations, minus 145, which is kind of still a little bit too juiced for me. Um, I guess I, I don't usually play parlays, but I guess if you are looking for a parlay piece, you can kind of throw in Vancouver here. I do like them a lot. It is a must win game for them. Obviously, um, they're eliminated, but not technically eliminated here. So uh, you can look at them there. All right. Um, As always, I think we're going to be starting to do this. Uh, We don't have to give out a best bet now, but be sure to follow our Twitter page at expected bets for, we will release a graphic tomorrow with our best bets of the night. So be sure to follow that. We'll see if Matt can go two and oh, well, I'm still looking for my first win of the year. Um, Any kind of closing thoughts here, Matt? Basically what uh, Gator just said is that my best bet's a lock and it's never not hit. Um, so make sure you put your entire bankroll on exactly. it tomorrow, whatever that is. Because five unit whale play lock. Of not the even year. five. It's not five unit. It's 10 unit. million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's no way that it's missing. I've never not hit. And we've been doing this show for how long? Um, so yeah, it's a lock. Yeah, I, I love that. Are you are you charging for picks now, or is this gonna be the last free play before you move this to? Is, I I look if it hits again and I go within <laughs> double my sample size of hitting, then I'm I might have to start charging. N- nothing crazy, maybe like a couple hundred dollars for each play, um, but you know just 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 to pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a fair price when you really look at kind of the rate of success if it does hit again. Um, so yeah, I mean at this point we're gonna kind of have to start to reevaluate our finances if Matt does hit its second um, best bet of the day. So be sure to look out for that. Um, you want to plug your socials one more time? Yep. Uh, so as of right now, still just on Twitter at uh, Top Cheddar Picks. However, I have started thinking about and putting some stuff in the works about potentially uh, starting an Instagram. Um, so I'm going to hopefully soon get that. Uh, up and running but as of right now still only on twitter at top chitter picks love that and as always you can follow the podcast on twitter at expected bets for and myself on twitter at keter betting i do have an instagram if you are on that social media platform at keter sports betting all right everyone this has been another episode of expected bets for thanks for listening